Luke chapter 5. We are on what I believe to be uh, the third sermon in the series, Nevertheless. Luke chapter 5.
their lifestyle and the way that they desire to live. What we found is that people will uh, trust God when it's easy. It's easy to trust him when there's money in the bank. It's easy to trust him when you're feeling all right. It's easy to trust him when things are okay in relationships. It's easier to trust him when you can walk out and see your vehicle and you can see your house. It's easier to trust him when you have stuff. But what about when the challenges arise and uh, there are some things that uh, you're facing that money can't buy and there's some stuff that's beyond your wise counsel. There are some things that are beyond uh, your educational level. What do you do then? What do you do when uh, you face challenges and things that seem to be outside of your comfort zone? Most of us develop fear. And faith uh, moves out and fear moves in because we begin to endeavor in things that we don't have any expertise in. We don't uh, necessarily know how to maneuver our way in these waters. This is an area that we've never been in. And so fear then uh, shows up. And because fear shows up, it eliminates purpose. Fear eliminates faith and because of that I submit to you that many believers today have not and will not see the full manifestation of what God has for them because they don't even realize that they're operating in fear just like we have people who did not realize that they were operating in bondage we have people who don't even understand that the reason that I'm frustrated and the reason that I'm still waiting is because fear is still present and I, I need to let you understand that the presence of fear means the absence of faith if fear is present in your life then faith cannot be present and so what are you saying to me pastor you're saying that I'm supposed to be some type of superhuman that uh, I can't feel emotion and I can't feel fear no that's not what I'm telling you I'm telling you that you should not be controlled by your fears Fear may show up, but the Bible says that you ought to cast out fear. Send fear back to where it came from, the pits of hell. If you'll remember that Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and the Bible says that his soul was exceedingly sorrowful. Now, this might bother some of us because we knew that from the beginning of time, and even from the beginning of his life here on earth, that Jesus understood that his sole purpose in coming here was not only to show us how to live, but his sole purpose was to die on the cross to redeem mankind. And in the process of him redeeming mankind, he knew that he was going to have to sacrifice his life on Calvary. He knew that his purpose was to come and to die on the cross so that man would not have to. So it then seems a little bit controversial then that he would get to that point in his life where now he's going to face some real challenges and he says that, you know what, my soul is sorrowful. He was so sorrowful, as a matter of fact, that the Bible says that the sweat uh, that was coming down his brow turned into blood. Somebody shout fear. Because he's getting ready to experience something that he's never experienced before. 
Now we're talking about God who is almighty, who was in the beginning, who all things were created by, who all things were created for. The Bible even says in James that nothing that was created was created without him, for all things were created by him and for him and through him. So we understand uh, that all of that being true, why then does he now face a situation and circumstance and the scripture declares that he's sorrowful and that his soul is heavy and fear seems to creep in so much so that he has to keep going back and forth in prayer. I want you to say and understand this, that you're not the only one that feels anxiety and fear. I need you to understand that even though you may feel it, it's not what you should feel nor be led by. As a matter of fact, the more you feel, the more you ought to pray. Because that's a spirit that's trying to rise up and take you back into bondage. And if you don't address fear as a spirit, then that spirit will affect every area of your life. Fear then was trying to paralyze and cripple and incapacitate the purpose and assignment for which Jesus had come. Had he allowed fear to set in, none of us would be here today. Had he allowed fear to have its way, then none of us would be able to say anything or do anything in reference to his name. Had he allowed fear to paralyze his purpose, then he would not have a name that is above every name. Had he allowed fear to paralyze and incapacitate his purpose, he would not be able to be seated at the right hand of the Father. If it were not for him fighting through fear, then he would not be able to say to us that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will do it. Not only would fear have affected him and affected us, but if it had not been for him fighting through his fear, then the Father would not be able to say that this is my beloved Son in whom I am well. But if it had not been for his ability to fight through his fears, then the Father would not have been able to accomplish his purpose according to Isaiah, saying that it was the Father's good pleasure to offer his Son to bruise him and to crush him. If he had not been able to fight through his fears, then we would not be able to call him King of King and Lord of Lords. If he had not been able to fight through his fears, then the devil would not be kept at bay, but he would be having his way in our lives. If it had not been for his ability to fight through fear, then none of us would have a chance if fear showed up in our lives. But because his ability to fight through fear was evident, because he did the same thing that we should do when fear shows up, I'm not going to give this fear life, but rather I'm going to find me a place to get away from people and pray. When fear shows up, if you don't find yourself praying, then fear will take root in your heart and give birth to other things that will cause you to miss what God is doing. Yeah, you know, pray when fear shows up. You will not be successful. Yeah, we see things and encounter things all the time that uh, we are not uh, comfortable with. Remember recently there was a show entitled Fear Factor. And from 2001 to 2006, again in 2011 to 2012, and now most recently on MTV, 
2017, there's a show that is entitled Fifth Factor. And indeed, people sign up to go to this show uh, in order to face uh, challenges that uh, others might cower under. There's a reward of, I believe, $50,000 that goes to the winner of the contest, and the person has to do some crazy things like uh, driving on an obstacle course or walking on a tightrope across buildings or eating something disgusting and many other stunts and things of that nature. And they actually sign up to go and to do these things. And I saw one show where a lady lay down in a bed of snakes. Uh, yeah, see, you got a phobia. Uh, and didn't even know it. You lay down in a bed of snakes and had to face her fears. I can appreciate the contestants who go to this show because it's called Fear Factor for a reason. Because everybody is not going to be able to face the same challenges that you face. What, what really got me about the show is that there were a very few who were willing to face their fears while others of us watched for entertainment. You'll catch it on the other side. There are some of us who are going to reach our goal, who are going to be successful, and it's going to be because we're going to be willing to face our challenges while the others will sit and watch for entertainment. You got to catch me on this because there are some people who are watching, waiting on one of the contestants to fail. Yeah, understand that that they are thinking that yeah, yeah, they're gonna give up on this because I wouldn't be able to do it. There are some people out there that are watching you and paying attention to your your, your walk with God because what you are facing and going through, they know that they couldn't make it. So they're waiting on you to fall off the tightrope, waiting on you not to eat it, or waiting on you to give up in the bed of sex that you're lying in. But God says in Luke chapter 10 that I've given you the power to tread upon scorpions and serpents. So why when I said laying in a bed of snakes that you become phobic, that you become uh, afraid of snakes because uh, the Bible says that you have been given power and authority over them, which is proof that even sitting in church, we still have a phobia. Stuff that we are uh, afraid of. Now, I'm not foolish. I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to walk out of here and go walking through the woods looking for snakes. But I will tell you, if I come up on a snake, it's either me or him, and I'm going to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something about, see, the thing is that you don't know the face or or the courage that you have until you face the challenge. I tell you this, without challenges, many of us will never find out how strong we really are. Yeah, you can say that I'm fearful, I'm fearless, and I'm strong, and I don't care what I have to go through until you're faced with it. Yeah, many of us, just like Jesus, will say, you know what, send me, I'll go. But when it came time for him to go, he says, wait a minute, something ain't right. I feel something that I've never felt before because fear is not of God. We know that, and so why am I feeling this anxiety? Why am I fearing so much so that he says in his prayer, if it be possible, let this come pass from me. But then he shakes it off and says, nevertheless, not my will. I face my fears and fear will not be a factor in determining my destiny. Fear will not be a factor in delaying my destiny. Fear will not paralyze my purpose. I will face my 
Many of us are unable to proceed uh, because we are fearful. Remember that fear comes from the word phobia, which is the where, <clears throat> where we get our American word phobia. And I'll just remind you of what a phobia is. It's a persistent, irrational fear of a specific object, activity, or situation that leads to a compelling desire to avoid it. And what it essentially says is because of my phobia, I've developed a persistent and irrational fear of stuff and I avoid whatever I'm fearful of at all costs. There are some people who avoid church because they develop a phobia of saints. Because I've been hurt, because I've been disappointed, because they hypocrites, because they cuss, because they smoke, because they drink, because they got issues, because they in the boat, because they do this and because they do that. Don't act like you hear folk giving you these phobic type, uh, statements and saying that I don't go to church because of folk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what has happened is that they've developed a persistent and irrational fear of church that has developed because of fear. And so they won't even come to church because of folks. Yeah, yeah. Then those same people have developed a type of phobia that not has that has not developed because of their fear of people, but it's developed because of their fear of change. There are some people that don't want to stop smoking. There are some people that don't want to stop drinking. There are some that don't want to stop uh, uh, cussing and going out and doing they develop the phobia, but their phobia is called happy and satisfied. you got to understand that there are some people that are okay right where they are. But just because they're happy where they are does not mean you don't sow seed. I'll still sow seed to a ground that seems to be unfertile. Because it's not up to me. Because the Bible says, or understand that God causes it to rain. And the Bible says that he causes it to do the dew to sit upon the ground. And he says, just like the rain does not return, boy. He said, but it waters the ground and causes it to burn. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. You got to understand that the word in your mouth not only causes or is seed, but it causes the earth to burn. That means that it produces where there is no production. It causes it to rain where there is no rain. It causes faith where there is or was fear. So, fear then, fear then, fear then, uh, phobia. Uh, fear then will leave you on an island of isolation. It'll leave you in a place of loneliness because you'll find yourself avoiding everything that might potentially make you happy. For the comfort of the small piece of happiness that you got. There are some people that have a fear of being alone. I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, there wasn't enough amens. Uh, a fear of being alone, so they'll settle for anything. Just to say they got somebody. Instead of waiting on God, and well, I've been waiting on the Lord. You just don't understand how hard it is. They, I get long, I'm getting on up in age. You know, I get hot flashing. And I just, you know, at some point, God don't have to do something. When the Lord ain't going to move. Well, well, what, if, what if God ain't waiting? You ain't waiting on God, but God waiting on you. I already told you that God does not and is not preparing anything for you. The scripture speaks directly against he's preparing and says he's already prepared. And so what you have to do is change what your mindset and change what you're doing and so that God can position you to receive what he's already prepared for you. 
The Bible says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has entered into the hearts the things that God has prepared. Somebody say prepared. The ED on the end of that speaks of past tense. Meaning he's already done it. He already has it. And what you're doing, watch this. Because people ask me all the time, I don't know why I'm talking about marriage stuff, but people ask me all the time, uh, do you think that there's just one person for everybody? Yeah, I do think there's one person, but let me tell you how your one person going to come about. God will cause people to walk before you to see what you're going to call them. The Bible says that God brought the woman to Adam, and Adam said, that's my wife. You ain't no God to give you some kind of clue. And God said, I done brought four or five of them before you pick one. Fear causes you to have a phobia. And because of your phobia, every time you see a sign, oh, oh that ain't them. That ain't them. Truly understand then the purpose of a woman, then because the purpose of a woman is to help the man reach the destiny and vision that God has placed inside of him. There are some things that a man will never be until the woman unlocks what is in him. As a matter of fact, the man does not even know what's in him until the woman unlocks it. Why? Because God said, He that finds a wife finding a good thing, and the one translation said, He finds a treasure. And if he knows that his church, I can't get rich or wealthy until my wife unlocks what's in me. The whole time she waiting on I, he got to bring something to the table. He is bringing to the table. God is in him and you. I need somebody to pay my bill. Keep waiting. So fear has as its offspring then, remember this, it has agitation, anxiety, aversion, doubt, suspicion, uneasiness, and weariness. I'm going to throw out a couple of scriptures for you and then I'm going to get out your way. Because I need you to understand that fear is a serious thing. Think about some of the things that I've said to you concerning fear. Fear isolates you. Puts you on an island of loneliness. Fear paralyzes your purpose. This presence of fear symbolizes the absence of faith. That's some serious, heavy stuff concerning fear. And now we're going to graduate and go a little bit further as we talk about fear. Because the thing that I need you to understand is that fear is not going to leave your life uh, just because you say fear go. But it's going to take a little bit more because once fear has set up root, it's going to have to be cast out. Okay, let's look at scripture then. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit. Somebody say spirit. The spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a sound mind. This says to us, first and foremost, that fear is a spirit. And you cannot handle spiritual stuff by natural means. If it's a spirit, then you're going to have to fight spirit with spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 15 says, For ye did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. If you have fear in your life, it is proof that the spirit of bondage never left you. Let me let me make this uh, uh, real plain because there are some people who are not demon possessed, That's good, sir. but the demons just visit them. Mm-hmm. You ever meet people who bipolar seem like? 
We all know something. Happy one minute, throw it off the next. Confuse the next. Yeah, somebody shout spirit. Now, I wish I had time to talk about soul ties because soul ties can cause you to be confused, which means that everybody that you lay with brings a different spirit. You might be confused, but it's not because that's your spirit. That's their spirit. That's why when you may be laying in your bed, you might be sleeping and your mind goes to that person and your body begins to want that person. It's because there's a soul tie. And until you break soul ties, you're going to forever be confused. That mood that you got ain't even your. I don't know why I'm feeling like this. I do. I don't know what's going on. Sometimes I just, you know, I just, and then we say, just you got to deal with me. No, that's just the way I am. Yeah, I'm just, that's just me. I'm just like that. No, that ain't natural. That ain't normal for you to be cool one minute and the next minute you throw it all the way off. Uh, we good at one thing, seeing you flying off the edge. That's just my pet peeve. No, that's a spirit. to call stuff what it is allows those spirits to continue to operate and so the spirit of bondage then brings with him fear because he understands this one thing according to Hebrews chapter 11 verse number 6 that it is impossible to please God without faith and I just told you that the presence of fear symbolizes the absence of faith so God cannot move in your life as long as fear is present and we'll say that I'm just waiting on God, but God is waiting on you to evict fear. First John chapter 4 verse 18. Watch this. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. There is no love or no fear in love. That word love is translated agape. If you read two verses up in 1 John chapter 4 verse 16, the scripture implicitly says that God is love. Let me slow down for you then. 1 John chapter 4 verse 18 says in God there is no love, no fear in love. You catch it. There is no fear in love agape. Two verses up, it says God is love. Uh huh. All right. Amen. <laughs> is we gonna catch it? <laughs> if there is no fear in love, and God is love, God is waiting on us to fall in love. There is no fear in love. God is love. So what is he waiting on? For you to fall in love. Because when you fall in love with him, I cannot fear because all I know is faith. I fall in love with him it doesn't matter what the circumstance may be this is why Jesus was able to say let this cup pass from me but nevertheless because one thing that he's learned is I may have to face some adversities 
I may have to go through some trials. I may have some ups and some downs. I may have some people that walk away from me. I may have some people that scandalize my name. You, you may go through some sick times. You may go through some times of disappointment. But the one thing that you ought to have in your mind is never the Because he's done too much. He's done too much for me to fear now. I'm not going to be anxious for anything. Yeah, but the scripture says, but by prayer and supplication, with some thanksgiving mixed in, let your request be made known. Y'all will catch me on the other side. I told you that one of the babies of fear is anxiety. You get anxious when you're waiting on God because you're hoping he comes through. I'm waiting on the Lord to provide. I'm waiting on God to make a way, but he just told you, don't be careful and anxious for nothing. Once you pray about it, tell me thank you. But how then, how then do I know that God is going to do it? I, I don't know his will. You stop saying that. Because first John tells you this, that we have this confidence that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, we have the petitions that we desire of him. There is never a time that I ask for anything and he tells me no. Amen. Amen. Man, the Lord didn't close some doors, that door wasn't for you. I'm, I'm, I done got off a little bit, but I'm just going to talk about it for just a minute because, see, sometimes you got to understand that God is infinite. And even though he wants you to have great things, that great thing that you got your eye on ain't for you. And he understands if I give it to you, if I bless you with it, then it ain't going to do you because it don't mean you no good. That's why some people that walk out your life, you got to let them go. Because it ain't them leaving, it's God sending. Uh, and it hurts right now, but God said, you don't even know what I protected you from. Though. Yeah, because if you just saw what I'm protecting you from, yeah, I just let them go now while you can still bear it. But and when people turn and walk, let the dough hit you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I say it like that, it'll sound better. Well, good Lord, that, that, don't let the dough. Yeah. So, just some folks, you got to learn to say bye to. Because you understand that God's protecting me. Some stuff God will close the door on because he understands that down the road, you won't even need that. You ever look back on something and say, God, I thank you. Now, y'all ain't gonna hear me. You got to say it just like that. God, I thank you that you kept me from that because had I had my way, I would have had that thing. There's been some stuff that God has protected me from that God, I say, man, I thank you. What I was thinking about. Thought that's what I wanted to. Let me get out your way. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. And as, it writ- as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Somebody say, live by faith. Yeah. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. First John chapter 5, verse 4, listen to this. says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Yeah. 
Let me read it to you in the Message Bible. It'll probably mean a little bit more to you. First John chapter 5, verse 4 in the Message Bible says, Every God-begotten person conquers the world's ways. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. The person who wins out over the world's ways is simply the one who believes Jesus is the Son of God. What we don't understand is because he faced his fears, I can face mine. Because he overcame his fears, I can overcome mine. There's not anything that we won't encounter in this life that you shouldn't be able to face and say, you know what, fear is not effective in my life. Because God has already overcome. I might not know how he's going to make a way, but I trust that the way is already made. I might not know how he's going to do it. I might not know when he's going to do it, but you will not get me to move away from the fact that he's going to do it. I don't know how he's going to fix it, but I ain't going to rig it up. I'm not going to set it up on something else. I'm not going to take a temporary fix when he made the fix permanent. I'm not going to allow fix to fail to be a fear to be a factor in my life. I'll face whatever fears come my way because I understand fear only comes to kill to steal and destroy don't let fear leave your life paralyzed how many of us haven't taken the next step because of fear fear of failure fear of embarrassment but your Bible says that they that trust in the Lord shall not be ashamed. If you step out on faith, God has an obligation to catch you because his word says so. Even if you try to step outside of his will, the spirit of God will show up to show you that you got to get back on track. Yeah, yeah. The other day, <laughs> I was driving, and I've been living in Monroe all my life. But there's a street that I wasn't familiar with. But I thought I could figure it out since I've been there my whole life. So I'm driving, and I pass the streets that I'm familiar with. And I'm coming into an area that I'm not familiar with. And I turn around and I start going back the other way, saying, now, I know these streets. I've been here my whole life. Surely I can find this place without typing the address in my phone. So I passed by and after about 20 minutes, Justin, of being stubborn, hard-headed, and just plain stupid. (laughs) Of trying to figure it out on my own. By this time, it's hot. I'm aggravated. I'm irritated. Showing up frustrated. My eye ain't working in my truck. So I'm hot and sweaty. And instead of allowing the GPS to do what it does, I keep trying to figure it out on my own. 
Even though I'm in a familiar place, I type in. Good, she just got it. Y'all remember Harlem Nights? Took me a while. But I got it. Watch this, Miss Reed. When I typed the address in, the GPS said you are 0.02 miles from your destination. I'm driving all Are you getting it or is it going over your head? I'm driving all around my destination, passing by where I'm supposed to be, and all I would have had to do was put my fears aside and stop trying to figure it out on my own and just put the thing in the GPS and let the Holy Spirit direct and guide me. So let somebody tell me it's just that simple. While you're trying to figure it out on your own, God said, I'm right here. You're right where you're supposed to be. But you're passing by where you're supposed to be because you won't ask me to. Just direct your path in all of your ways. The Bible says if you would just acknowledge him that he will direct your path. Like the sofa! 
quite thick. Shall live by faith. 